0: Hello, and welcome to Episode 9 of the Upopolis Podcast. I'm Kristen Ogler, Child Life Specialist, host of the podcast, and Upopolis' National Program Manager. If you're new to our podcast and have not heard about Upopolis, it is an online patient community for youth ages 10 to 18, a place where they can connect for peer support, to connect with peers who've been through similar situations, that is, living with critical illness, chronic illness, being a sibling of one of those youth, or navigating grief after the loss of a loved one. Our platform is monitored by a team of child life specialists with over 30, 40 years experience. We vet the information that is shared in our You Know Medical Library. We provide programming on the platform so youth can process some of their experiences as well as share their expertise through contests and the creation of different resources so youth tend to be some of the experts because they are living in these situations so we give them the opportunities to take part in our podcast to take part in our social media and to really take part in different initiatives where we can create resources and opportunities for youth to learn from one another. So if you know a youth who could benefit from being a part of an online patient community and some of the extra things that we do along with that, please go to eupopolis.com under the Healthcare Professional tab and make a referral. If you're not a healthcare professional, if you're a parent or if you're a youth yourself, please reach out to us at support at and we'll help you to navigate the referral process and to find the person to make the referral for you. So that was a little snippet on Eupopolis. You can definitely find more information at eupopolis.com, everything from our brochures and our blogs to our podcast links, frequently asked questions, and our best practices. So pop on over there and get the information you're looking for, and you can always reach out to us in the contact section. Today's episode of the podcast is so valuable in this moment. Coming up, the rollout for the COVID-19 vaccine. And we want to make sure, and I say we because our entire child life team from Upopolis is joining for this podcast, want to make sure that you, the parent, are prepared to support and prepare your child to get their vaccination. We have each joined on the podcast today to deliver to you a tip to prepare yourself and support your child through the process. Don't worry, we do get carried away, and we do share more than just one tip. Sit back, relax, take some notes, and get ready to hear all the tips and tricks from three child life specialists and an intern who have over 40 years experience preparing and supporting youth for procedures and their parents. So joining me on the podcast, Welcome Guys, is... Jess Miller. Jess is our UPopolis program coordinator, looks after all the programming for the platform, as well as does an amazing job supporting our youth volunteers, which we call UPals. Tia Crawlins is joining us, and Tia looks after our social media, as well as our sibling platform, and does lots of other great things along the way. And Amaya, who's wrapping up her internship with, she's our very first Eupopolis intern, and this is her last week She joined us from McMaster University and it has been a wonderful experience for us. Thank you, Amaya. So now here are some tips from our team.
1: Hi everyone, my name's Tia. I am the sibling group lead on Upopolis. My one tip for making the experience of getting a vaccination easier would be to make sure that everyone involved is prepared as best as possible. And I think this comes in two different parts. Um, so the first part would be to make sure that your child is prepared for the vaccination and this will look different at varying ages because children understand things so differently and we know that um, kids get vaccinated at a young age and then not again for a few years after that and not again for you know grade 12, till grade seven or grade nine, um, so their understanding of it is always changing. Um, But for the most part, to help prepare them, you want to tell them um, what is going to happen, why it's happening, and what they might expect during it. Um, And you want to make sure that you are totally honest and open with them about everything so that they aren't wondering about the unknown, Um, and that gives you actually both a great opportunity to talk about some things your child might be fearful about, and you can help answer those questions. Um, And then the second piece of this tip would be to make sure that you as an adult um, or a support person are prepared. Um, I think it's really normal that some of us as adults um, can be scared of needles and of sterile environments like the doctor's office or the hospital. Um, And I know a lot of adults that don't feel well when they're getting their own blood work, or they start to feel their own stress and anxiety come up. And this is totally normal. But um, I think it is important to make sure that your stress levels aren't being felt by your child. Um, So the second part of my tip, would be to make sure that whoever is going with your child to get their vaccination will be a positive support person, um, and they'll be able to be calm and relaxed
2: and prepared with a plan about how to help your child get through it. Hi, my name's Jess, and I work on the programming side of Upopolis. And just one tip I have about vaccinations is to to really increase their control. So getting a needle is not something that typically children look forward to. My tip is just to look for opportunities for control with the children. Having a vaccination isn't something that they can say yes or no to, but there are a lot of choices within the process of having a vaccination that they can give the choice back to the kids. So sometimes it's simple as asking what arm you'd like to have your needle in, or would you like to watch? Would you like to look away? What number would you like us to count to before We put the needle in. Do you even want us to tell you when we put the needle in? So giving those children that opportunity to give their voice and have their voice heard really gives them the empowerment they need often to get through these difficult vaccinations.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Amaya. I am the intern with Upopolis, and my tip focuses on distraction. Just to start off going into the experience, you can kind of talk with your child about how everybody in the room at the doctor's office or clinic or wherever it may be is gonna have a job to do. And you can talk about how the nurse's job is to give the immunization, the child's job is to stay nice and still, and how even you as the parent or support, support person will have a job to do too. Kind of mixing in Jess's chat about giving opportunities for control, You can talk with your child about some things you can do or strategies you can use while they get the needle that have the best chance of distracting them from what's going on. Having this conversation in advance makes sure that everybody is prepared for what is going to happen. Distraction can be anything that's going to work best for your child, from toys to singing songs playing a game on a tablet, maybe listening to music. If your child was really into singing Baby Shark, you could talk about how mommy's job is going to be to sing Baby Shark. And if your child really likes playing a specific game on the iPad, of course, considering the fact that they'll only be able to use one hand, then you might plan that Okay, now dad's job in the room is going to be to hold the iPad. Whatever plan for distraction you decide on with your child, the next step would be making sure that everyone is on the same page. So when you meet your nurse, you can talk to them about how your child knows that their job is to stay still and how mom or dad's job or the support person's job is going to be to sing Baby Shark. Bringing your nurse into the loop like that really just helps to keep the conversation on track and also allows them to kind of jump in and assist with that distraction as well. Another thing that I thought was worth mentioning while we're on the subject of distraction is that when a child is going undergoing any sort of stressful procedure, adults kind of have the tendency to reassure them. So this typically takes the form of telling the child everything's going to be okay, you're all right, it's going to be over soon. And while this is a perfectly normal thing to do, research actually suggests that when we as adults reassure children, it really communicates that we're fearful and then that impacts how fearful they are. Providing distraction through singing, talking about their favorite TV show, et cetera was actually found to be more successful in reducing their fears and increasing their ability to cope. And that's just something helpful to keep in mind for COVID vaccinations, as well as in general, when supporting your child through any sort of a stressful procedure.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Tia, Maya, and Jeff. My tip would be to think about the environment in the room. So to think about the noise level that's taking place in the room or where you're going to be at when getting the procedure. So oftentimes when children get excited or nervous, or when parents are excited and nervous, one of the things that happens is things get ramped up in a room. So just really being conscious of being and keeping that noise level down and keeping those conversations to the plan conversation. Often one thing that I see happen is that people panic and they forget what they have planned to talk about with their child. And they revert and talk about maybe a situation that happened when they were younger, when they got a vaccine or when they had a medical procedure. And it doesn't always turn out to be a conversation about a positive experience. So you really want to avoid that. You really want to avoid talking about, Oh, when I was 10, this happened to me during mine and they had to hold me down. You want to talk about how, when you got your vaccine, when you were 10 and, you did this afterwards and it was fun, um, that would be a good idea. But really best off to keep it away from the procedural talk and keep it on task with talking about whatever you're focusing on for your distraction The other thing that you could think about kind of labeling one person to be the person that talks and calls or referred to in our child life work as one voice, just having that one person talk. And if you are singing a song like Amaya suggested like Baby Shark or The Wheels on the Bus, sure, people could join in and sing along if it's nice and fun. But just to keep people from going into that reassurance mode or getting sidetracked in different conversations, people will be aware that just that one person is going to be doing the talking. The other thing you might want to think about when Jess was talking about control is like positioning. There's some really great research and we'll link it in the comment section about like comfort positions. These are positions that there's been some research on and extremely helpful for children and youth and even little babies as you're doing procedures to make them feel like comfortable and not so vulnerable. Look in the link in our show notes so that you can get more information and see some pictures and talk to your child or youth about ones that might work best for them. And you can always ask if that um, position is going to be an option or not because we don't want to set them up to think that yes, are absolutely going to be able to set that way because we want to make sure that everybody involved in the procedure feels comfortable with the child setting that way for the safety of everyone involved. These are some great tips from our child life
1: team. I did also want to add Um, One more thing. I know we talked a lot about children getting vaccinations, but I think it is also important to note that our teenagers and our youth are still getting vaccinated um, in elementary school. So it's important to also be mindful of that. A lot of them are tending to get them done in a classroom full of their peers. And at that age, as we know, developmentally, they are thinking so much about their identity and what that looks like to their social circle. So um, getting a vaccination In front of other people if you're not comfortable with it to begin with would be really really difficult so um, I think it is important to remember how we can change those opportunities for our kids if we are able and maybe we take them to a doctor's office or an appointment outside in the community if um, we're able to so that we can provide them with that better experience.
0: And just leading on that Tia even when you're thinking about youth talking to the youth about who they want to be present such an important time for independence that maybe they are wanting to go off into the doctor's office by themselves to get it done or maybe they are nervous that you're going to send them in there alone so just giving them that option of do you want me to come along with you or do you want to do this on your own? Giving them that control back like Jess was talking about, because independence is such a huge thing for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Jess, I think you had something to add about like after the procedure.
2: Kind of a good segue from both uh, what you and Tia were just sharing. It's just really important that after the vaccination that you have that conversation with your child Um and just say what worked well, what maybe could we try for next time, so that you guys have that clear vision moving forward. And I think in those situations where we are working with our school age kids that are having these vaccinations within the school, this is a perfect opportunity for us to kind of hash out ideas that would work in that school setting. So just kind of following up with uh, what works and try your best to leave it on a a positive note that something we can move forward with for the next time.
0: And another thing, we're just full of tips today. And uh, the more we talk about this, and the more I think about like media and social media, just being conscious of the information that your youth is consuming, because they are on social a lot. And there's lots of information being posted out there about the vaccine coming out quickly or Anti-vaccinations, or just vaccinations in general and just making sure that you're aware or you have discussions with your youth about the importance of the vaccine and how your family feels about the vaccine and making sure that you guys are on the same page and they don't have any misconceptions from what they might have seen on social media or in the news. So that is a wrap on today's episode. I do hope that you enjoyed all the tips that our team put forward. If you have tips or suggestions that have worked for you and your child, please feel free to share them with us at youpopolis.com We'd love to pass them on to our audience through social media. And we also hope that you will refer friends to the podcast, send us suggestions to support.upopolis.com for things you would like to hear about in the future. And take care, and we look forward to connecting with you again on Episode 10 or if you're a youth on the Apopolis platform. Mm